Welcome to the Blissing Out podcast. My name is Katie Benford, and I'm the founder of the spiritual development brand, Blissing Out. I'm a women's embodiment coach, as well as a master manifestation coach, and it is my soul's mission to help as many women as I can become the most blissed out version of themselves. My intent with this podcast is to help you step into your internal abundance, manifest your craziest desires, and inspire you to take the very first steps into your dream life. Consider this podcast to be your weekly dose of spirituality, motivation, manifestation tips and tricks, mindset hacks, and so much more. I am so excited to be going on this journey with you to help you realize the infinite power that is already within you. Thank you so much for pressing play today, and let's create some bliss together. Hello, beauties. Welcome back to the Blissing Out podcast. It is Katie here, and I'm so, so excited to be back from my Christmas vacation with my family that I took. I actually just got back today. We ended up going up to northern Arizona in a town called Prescott, and we kind of just hung out, relaxed, enjoyed each other's company, and it was just a really great time um, just to be with my family for the holidays. So I am back, and I am just so grateful to be here recording yet another podcast episode for you guys. So just to give you guys a little update as to what's been going on in my life and kind of what I've been up to on my journey. So I've been challenged, you guys, over the last couple of months. I've been very challenged. I've had to look within on multiple occasions and really kind of get very honest with myself as to who I'm coming and who I want to be, um, you know, just really working on my own self-worth and self-love and everything that you can think of in terms of like spirituality and manifestation, I have been doing it. And it's been a really like liberating journey, but it's also been one of the most challenging times emotionally for me because a lot of old pain and old trauma has been coming up and resurfacing from past friendships, relationships, everything. And I've really, you know, taken the time to look within instead of running away. I've really tried to be honest with myself and see how I'm at cause for everything that I've created and how I can improve myself from here and really learn from these situations that I've been going through. So I, again, have just been receiving so many lessons and so much feedback from the universe. It's just like insane, you guys. And I really haven't had to look within this much in a very long time. Like I feel like I've been pretty um, level-headed and like things have been going pretty well this year. I really have grown in my business and tried to, you know, set up a really great foundation for 2021. But this, these last two months I've been having to look within a lot more. So I am here to tell you what's been going on and I'm here to tell you also that this has been so worth it. And I'm so grateful um, that I'm here telling you guys this because I've learned a new trick as well that I know is going to Below your minds. So to start, I kind of started a new chapter back um, in October in my love life. And I was very excited because I felt like everything was kind of falling back into place. And I was feeling like it was kind of it for me. I was very excited about this person. And we had a lot in common. We got along. And, you know, our values and our goals seemed to be in alignment with each other. Um, but, you know, over the last couple of months, I have really realized that him and I are in completely different places and it just, it can't continue the way that it has gone and the way that it would continue in the future. So I was really sad for the last couple of weeks, um, or I guess the, the last week, it's only been a week. So uh, I've been sad and, you know, 
frustrated and kind of just overall in a moody place. I've, I've really just been a little bit more up and down than I normally am. And, you know, I can't say right now that I'm not grieving it anymore because I definitely am, but um, I have learned quite a few things in a short amount of time that have helped me immensely. And, you know, like a few of those things are just, you know, how to communicate more, how to communicate my needs more, how to communicate my wants more, how to walk away from something even when it's extremely hard and walk away from something that I know is not serving me currently and that isn't is not in alignment with what I need and what I want in this given moment. So I'm grateful for that. Um Secondly, I'm just getting ready to begin taking my very first clients for Align for Bliss. It's been like a long time since I planned on launching. A few things happened in my life where I had to put it off. Um, but in January, we actually go live and I am going to be taking on three to five beautiful women who want to just completely up-level their mindset, their outlook, their habits, and their confidence level in 2021. So while I'm very excited for that, I'm here to tell you that it has brought up a lot of resistance and fear in me as well, because I feel like I'm really starting to take shape of a, the coach that I want to become, but it's also like my ego and, and my, my own self-worth and everything, um, sometimes gets in the way and says like, who are you to even be a coach? Still, I have these thoughts and I'm still having these thoughts currently, um, as to like, how can you be telling people what to do? when sometimes you don't even have your life together, but like, that's what I've realized is that, not having your life together doesn't mean that you can't help other people when you have overcome struggles. Um, and that's why we overcome struggles. You're never going to have it all figured out and no one's ever going to have it all figured out, including the people that you look up to. Um, I've learned this too with the people that I look up to in the coaching industry. They all are having their days where they're crying or they're, you know, super frustrated or angry or whatever it is. Everyone's human and everyone is dealing with it the same exact way. So Again, both of these situations have kind of provoked me to write this and record this podcast episode. So I am very grateful that uh, they both happened because I feel like, again, it's just really shown me a different side of the work that has needed to be done in my life and where I want to go from here. So kind of just to jump in, I really want to talk about self-worth and, and you know, I want to define it in, in, from my own perspective and I really want to share a few different tidbits from this book that I just started. Um, I'm actually like about halfway through and I just started it three days ago, guys. This book is very captivating and just so eye-opening. It's been like a total mind fuck for me and I absolutely love it. So I highly recommend it. I'm going to mention it in just a few, but um, self-worth is just something that, you know, every single person struggles with at some point in their life. Like whether it was when you were in high school and you didn't feel good enough or in a relationship with your parents, with your family, around money, with success, whatever it may be, self-worth is constantly fluctuating in our lives. And so it's something that I've struggled with from the age of 12. I mean, up until this day, obviously, I'm still struggling with it, but it's just a different way of internalizing it once you gain awareness of your beliefs that are attached to self-worth and the ways that you can go about kind of getting your mind on board with telling you that you are worthy of love, success, abundance, wealth, whatever it may be. So again, I've just learned really powerful techniques over the last couple of months and I just wanted to relay these to you, babes, because I know it's going to help some of you out there. So the book that I have been reading is called Shadows Before Dawn. It's by Teal Swan. Again, highly recommend this book. This book has blown me away with the amount of 
intention that I I can feel has gone into it and just the way that she breaks down self-worth and self-love. Um, it's, it's just unlike any other book I've ever read. And my therapist actually recommended it to me. Um, and again, been a total mind fuck. I have had so many moments and there have been so many things that have come up for me and I'm just like, holy shit, this is insane. The way that she talks about it and the way that she talks about self-worth. So while this podcast episode is, you know, my own perspective, I do want to preface it with I will be reviewing a little bit of this book as well and kind of giving you some of the tricks that I've learned from Teal Swan in this book and kind of just passing them on to you because I know that they are so helpful for me. And I know that if I learn something, I want to be able to help other people learn it as well. So while some of this is going to be coming from my perspective and my ideas about self-worth, some of it is going to be um, Teal Swan's work and I'm going to give her credit where I am talking about things that she has taught me through this book. So first things first, I do want to give you guys, um, you know, my idea of self-worth and what it means to me and how to know, you know, if you have a positive image of self-worth. So what I've learned is that worth is something that already exists within every single one of us. And when we are born, we're actually born with the exact same amount of worth and self-worth, and we are all on the same exact level of worthiness. Like no one is better, no one's worth or worse. <laughs> we are all equal. Um, and so you may be wondering like, you know, well, why do some people have, you know, so much worthiness around success or deserving? They, they know they're deserving of money or worthy of money and success or love or whatever it may be, you know, and then you do have people that don't believe that they're worthy. So what is the differentiator and why why is it so polarizing that there's some people that really feel they're worthy and then some people feel like they are worthless? What is the differing fact there? Um, this, the reason why this is or it is so polarizing and why self-worth does fluctuate so much is because of the experiences that we've had in our lives and how we internalize them. So basically what I want you to think of it or how I want you to think of it is like a thermometer. And this analogy has kind of helped me. I created it. It just kind of helped me understand it a little bit more. Um, so basically when we have, like say the thermometer, your self-worth is constantly on zero. And that's just like a good place to be. It's your self-worth. It's, you know, you're feeling great, feel worthy. You know, positive experience happens. You keep going up that thermometer up to like, you know, maybe you're at five of self-worth, 10, 12, 15, whatever it may be. Likewise, when you have a negative experience, it can go down into the negatives. Um, and so when this happens, when you have, you know, maybe you got bullied in high school and, you know, your self-worth meter goes down below zero and then you win an award and it goes back up and, you know, then you get a promotion and it goes up and then maybe your love of your life breaks up with you. So it goes down, constantly fluctuating. Um, the goal is to get to a point where the positive things nor the negative things really phase you anymore. And I am going to be speaking on neutrality and how important it is um, on your self-development journey and your spirituality journey of neutrality. This is actually the trick, which I'm going to be talking about later. But, um, you know, sometimes when we have those positive experiences, it can go up and up and up and up and up. And then you, you know, it will explode because of you, the thermometer might explode and you know, this can lead to entitlement, feeling 
feelings of, you know, being better than everybody else, which is not where you want to be at all. Again, we are all equal. Um, it's just on how we internalize our worth. So again, self-worth, in my opinion, is just the all-consuming type of love. And it's not really a love that like you can pick and choose what you accept about yourself. Like maybe you accept your compassion for others, but you don't accept your stretch marks or whatever it may be. Like this kind of love comes with accepting every single part of yourself. And it's just like a daily work in progress. Obviously, this is not something that you just like reach a level of self-worth and then you're done for the rest of your life. Like this is something that you're constantly having to work on and you have to commit to seeing yourself in a positive light no matter the circumstance. And that is the key, in my opinion, is no matter if you're going through a really shitty situation, a really positive situation, you hold yourself to the same level of worth regardless. And I want to repeat that because I feel like it's a very important step in self-worth. Like no matter if you have a positive experience, your self-worth shouldn't change. You should still feel worthy that you, or as worthy as you would if something negative was happening. So if you're you know, feeling really positive, you should still remain as worthy as you would as if something negative was happening to you. You would still feel that same level of worthiness. So it really doesn't fluctuate once you really decide that your worth is, comes from internal or it's internally, not, it's not, it should not be placed on external people, things, experiences, or achievements, or failures even. Um, like, your worth should come, is, it's intri- intrinsically in us, so it should not fluctuate, uh, like, after you've become aware of this fact. So, what, I'm going to read a little excerpt from um, the Shadows Before Dawn book by Till Swan. So naturally, self-love is the perspective of maintaining the same perspective and focus towards yourself that your soul has towards you, a focus that is always appreciative. And this goes back to feeling positively about yourself regardless of the situation, if it's negative or positive. And honestly, this message resonated with me so clearly for two reasons. One, because I feel like this little message that she puts in this book completely and completely redefined alignment for me and what it actually means to be aligned. Because I feel like when we're living in alignment, we are living in alignment with what our soul is craving and what we know deep down we want, but because of our self-worth, maybe it's not something that we feel worthy of. So we are living out of alignment with that. So if you live from a place of, okay, what's going to make my soul the happiest? And you live from that perspective, that is when you are in alignment. And it's literally as simple as that alignment. I feel like in the manifestation world, it gets so twisted and people overthink it and people think like, oh my God, I'm not in alignment. How do I get back into alignment? And it's simple as if you are living from love and you are living from a place of, is this going to make me happy? And is this for the highest good of all involved? that is when you are in alignment. It's when you're living from a place of, do I love myself enough to do this? If this does not end with, if this decision would not end with me loving myself, I'm not doing it. It's living in alignment with your decisions and making decisions based on self-worth and self-love. That is what alignment is. Simple as that. 
Um, it also taught me more about like aligned action and only doing things that are like a total fuck yes, instead of doing things that are like, well, I guess I'll do it. Because if it's, if it's, if it's coming from a place of you saying, I guess I'm going to do something, sure, why not? It's really not a fuck yes, I'm doing that because it's going to make me happy. It's going to make me feel really good about myself. That is the only answer that you should have when you are creating your dream life and trying to manifest your desires. And again, this just means when you're when you're living from that place and taking aligned action, that is a fuck yes. You are living in alignment with what your soul would want you to do and what your soul is begging you to do. So now that we've kind of defined what self-worth is, in my opinion, it's time to dive into you know how we can attain it and keep it around. And I'm gonna give you a few different techniques for this and you know, kind of how you can implement um, to help your self-worth meter increase. And this is, again, partly my own ideas and, you know, tactics, but intertwined within that, Teal Swan is, has influenced a lot of this. So again, I want to give her credit um, for a lot of this stuff because I just started reading her book and it's just, it's, it's provoked a lot of different ideas within me that I needed to relay to you, babes. So this, there's one question that I have started asking myself literally over the last three days. I can't say that I've been doing this for months because that would be a lie. I've been doing it for three days though. And I'm telling you that every time I've done it, it's like, okay, I know what a line action is. I know what a line action is. So ask the question to yourself. If you are having trouble with self-worth and you're having trouble with self-love, ask yourself the question, whenever you're making a decision, what would someone that loved themselves do? And this question, again, is a part of Teal Swan Shadows Before Dawn. So all credit goes to her on this. She's brilliant. And this tactic, again, for three days, I've been asking myself this. It hasn't been that long, but it's been absolutely amazing. So this question has just been, like, mind blown for me. I, I was just thinking about it earlier today. I'm like, what would life be like if every single time that we had to make a decision. I mean, like, no matter how small, whatever it could be. Every single time we had to make a decision, we had to ask this question. Like, it was automatic. You ask yourself this question no matter what it was. Like, can you even just wrap your mind around, like, what if I always had to live from a place of, like, what would someone that loves themselves do in my situation? Can you imagine how amazing your life would be if you constantly were living from a place of like, I'm doing this because I love myself and I'm doing this because it's going to make me happy and it doesn't, I'm not doing this because it's going to make my mom happy or my dad happy or my sister happy. It's, I'm doing this for me because this is my life and this is my happiness and this is my self-worth. Like just take a moment to imagine what your life would be like if that was the question that was constantly on your mind. I mean... For me, like we get so caught up in what everyone else wants us to do. Like I have been, I'm the youngest in my family. And so I am constantly being parented by people. And it's because it's all from love. I am very aware of that. It's all from love. And I wouldn't have it any other way, honestly. But I am constantly being parented by, you know, everyone who's older in my life because I am the youngest. Um, which again, all understandable. I, I understand, you know, it's coming from a good place. It's always coming from love. However, it does make it hard to make my own decisions sometimes. And it really makes it hard for me to kind of tune into what's going to make me happy. 
and kind of like turn everybody else's opinions away and turn everybody else's expectations away and tune into what's going to make me happy. But I've really started to, you know, ask this question along with one more question that I'm going to give you guys that's added a lot of value to my life as well. Um, This question is, again, what would someone that loved themselves do? The second question is, is this going to add value to my life? Whatever decision you are making, these two questions are imperative that you ask. Um, And once you get in the habit of it, this is when you're going to begin to see all these amazing shifts happening in your internal reality. Therefore, your internal reality is a mirror of your external reality. So you are going to start seeing some amazing shifts take place in your physical reality as well. So I just, I always ask the question too, like, why do we place so much meaning on other people being happy with our choices? I mean, ultimately, I feel like it all goes back to self-love and self-worth. So, you know, like if you begin your days asking yourself these two questions, no matter how small the decision I'm telling you, your life's going to drastically improve. I've been asking the question, is this adding value to my life for a while now? But this new one, the what would someone who loves themselves do? It just puts your mind back into that frequency of love and like, how can I make a decision from love? Ultimately, how can I make this decision from self-worth, self-love, and and you know, just really valuing myself enough to make the decision that's right for me? And when you do this, you know, and when you actually go with the choice that feels the best, you fall back into alignment with your soul. And if you remember from earlier, you know, when we're in alignment with our soul, we're living from love. And when we live from love, we receive our desires. Every single thing that you desire in this universe vibrates at the frequency of love because the universe wants you to succeed. So when you live from love and you live from a place of loving yourself, you're telling the universe that you're worthy and that you deserve what you desire. And when you do this, you open up the abundance floodgates, you guys. Like you you begin becoming a direct there's like a direct channel from you to your desire and it starts to come into your life. And again, like your desires sometimes have to catch up with all the work that you've been doing. Sometimes it has to catch up and it will catch up eventually and everything happens in divine timing. Remember that. But when you live from that place, your external reality really begins to mirror that love that's going on internally. And the things and people and experiences are going to match that love that come into your life. So, and typically like another thing that I've learned, and this is, I'm going to completely admit to this. I'm a very indecisive person, but it's something that I really work on because I truly believe that, you know, when people have a hard time making decisions, and again, myself included, it may be because there's like a need or craving for validation. And if someone has a hard time making a decision, it could be because they don't want to make the wrong decision. And then if they do make the wrong decision, their self-worth meter goes down because they've made the wrong decision. They're stupid. Can't believe they did that. Or it could be because it could be because they don't want to be the reason why something doesn't work out. Um, and again, if they were the reason that something didn't work out, their worth, their inner worth could go down and could decrease as well. And just to give you guys a little hint and something that I constantly am telling myself, you can literally never make the wrong decision in this life. Everything that is meant for you cannot miss you. And again, I'm going to repeat it. Everything that is meant for you cannot miss you. It will come to you eventually in divine timing when you make these shifts and you, when you begin to live from love. And even if it seems like 
the wrong decision at the time and maybe you made a decision and it didn't work out, just know that that is a redirection. You will always be like, if you make, there's two different decisions and you pick decision A instead of decision B. Even if you were really meant for decision B, but you pick decision A, you might have to take a longer route to get to decision B that will ultimately be of the highest benefit to you. However, you will always find your way back to being able to make decision B again and make that decision. So it's really interesting when you think of things like this because you know that whatever is meant for you cannot miss you. And it's an amazing perspective to have. So again, when this question is implemented ahead of a decision, it, it the worth is now placed basically back where it should always be placed, which is intrinsically. And the worth is now like right where it should be. The choice now becomes something that you decide because it feels the best and it will make you the happiest. It doesn't materialize to like impress others or make other people happy. The decision is just for you. So begin asking yourself from this point on, after you listen to this podcast episode and the next decision you make, ask yourself, what would someone who loves them do? And just watch your life begin to change. I'm telling you guys, this one's powerful. So here's uh, tip number two. And this one just really has, I, I just had like so many epiphanies surrounding this one. So tip number two is to remain neutral. And again, this one has just been such an aha for me. I've I've never really gotten to a point in my manifestation journey where I have felt that I could be neutral when manifesting. I felt like I always had to have something and I needed it in order to be happy. But when you really create your own self-worth and it's not dependent upon what's in your life, who's in your life, what experiences you're having, how much money you have, your apartment, your car, your whatever it may be, and your worth is only placed on how you feel about yourself. Like you are you can remain neutral. Like nothing else if you are nothing else matters. Like if you're happy, the things the desires that show up in your life are merely a bonus. It's not your happiness is not contingent on your desires showing up and your self-worth is not contingent on your desires showing up. So you know, for me, to be in a complete mode of self-worth and self-love is to be neutral. And this honestly just means that you are happy and fulfilled regardless of what happens. And you don't attach meaning, you know, to anything until it really has a positive effect on your life and you start to see the benefits of that thing having benefits on your life. So what I have began doing is just remaining neutral. And I'm still very excited about what I'm currently manifesting into my external reality. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm still very hyped up about, you know, my dream car, my dream apartment, whatever it may be, the money, the clients, the business, whatever it is. But the trick is my overall mood and outlook does not change if or if not that thing doesn't show up. And that's what I mean by neutrality. Like, if it doesn't show up, I just sit back and realize that there's either something better or it's not the right time right now for that to show up. And I sit back and just, it, it goes back to trusting the universe and, and knowing that it has a bigger plan than what we can see. Um, but I just, another trick for this is just to allow yourself to remain in the present moment and really soak up that moment instead of looking into the future or sulking about the past. And the only thing that actually exists is the present moment. And like when you're actually living in alignment with love and self-love and self-worth, you are living in the present. You're not thinking about 
what happened two years ago that you're still pissed off at yourself for. You're also not thinking about, you know, where how you could mess up in the future. You are just sitting in the present moment and being grateful for that moment. And, you know, for me, I try to think of it as that is the only thing that exists right now is the present moment and the past and future are an illusion. And so when I have applied this to my life, I, I really remain neutral and just soak up the present moment. And I believe that this is where the abundance lives. Neutrality is where the abundance lives because it means that you feel worthy regardless of what happens and that you feel happy regardless of what happens. Because remember, worthiness and happiness are a state. They are not defined by anything else in your life. They're not defined by the car that you have. They're not defined by how much money you have. They're not defined by the job you have, you know, making your family happy. It's defined by what you cultivate. And when we're neutral, I believe that we are love 100%. And we're experiencing every single thing that this universe has to offer and just like soaking it up, you guys, and just being so grateful and not really thinking about what could or could happen. Like we're, we're just present. And the way that I've applied this um, in my two situations that I mentioned earlier, I've realized that, you know, what has taken place in my love life really has no meaning until I attach meaning to it. Therefore, like I'm choosing to see the situation from a neutral point of view. And I know that it's really taught me a lot of things. And, you know, while that's true, I still wouldn't label it as good or bad. Um, It just kind of is at this point in time. It's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It just is. It's what happened. I have no control over at this point in time, so I'm just letting it be. And when I think of it this way, it really helps me to see both perspectives really clearly as well. And it helps me to look at the situation from an objective point of view. And this looking at things from an objective point of view is so important, you guys. Like when you do this, you not only kind of just get rid of all feelings of entitlement, but you also get rid of like, all feelings of remorse or regret as well because you're looking at it from an objective point of view you're looking at it from both sides you can see that it's also not easy on that person's side and it might be really hard for them as well and you're not the only person that's hurting or sad or angry you know living objectively is the main goal with this exercise in my opinion living in neutrality is to live objectively and it takes the bias off of any given situation which ultimately helps you see that that person or any situation everyone is doing the very best they can with the resources that they have available at the time and that is something that i always go back to like when i'm having conflict in my life with in my relationships whatever it may be every single person is doing the exact like the best they can do in any given situation with the resources that they have available. So on to number three, tip number three. And again, this one is going, um, the credit is going to Teal Swan for this one. And every time um, you get down about yourself worth, ask yourself if you would say that to a child. And I'm going to give you an example. So if you were having a moment where you made a mistake And let's say you continue to tell yourself, you're so stupid, you're an idiot, can't believe you made that mistake, you're worthless, you're never going to amount to anything. I want you to stop yourself and ask yourself, would you say that to a child? The answer is always, 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 always going to be no. And if it's not, then I would 
recommend that you (laughs) dive deeper into your old wounds and really work on, you know, finding what it is that's making you so upset. But for me, the answer is always no. I would never tell a child that they're stupid or worthless or that they're never going to amount to anything and that they deserve to be unhappy. They deserve to be, you know, insecure. They deserve to be all of these negative things that we are as adults. You would never say those things. And this is called inner child healing. So um, one of the most powerful tools that I've ever learned is inner child healing. And I've applied it to my life and I've just never been so liberated and at peace, honestly. I mean, I still have my moments, obviously, but when we really confront that inner child and we do tell it that it's worthy of love, it do we do tell it, you know, it's okay to honor your feelings. It's okay to feel sad. Instead of just shutting it down and saying you're not worthy of love, you know, you made a mistake, it, it really does become a liberating experience. And our inner child actually stays with us for a lifetime. And that's what Teal Swan talks about in Shadows Before Dawn. Um, it may seem like, you know, he or she isn't there, but they're always there and they're just begging to be loved by you. So when we actually say mean things about ourselves or continuously punish ourselves for something that we can no longer change, like say you've made mistakes in the past and you're continuing to punish yourself, we're also doing it to our our inner child. And when we do this to our inner child, um, he or she begins to not feel good enough and it actually can influence the rest of your external reality and your adult life. So the next time you know, you have a mean thought about yourself. I want you to stop and ask yourself, would I say this to a child? Would I act this way towards a child? Um, again, answer is always no. And I kind of want you in the in these moments to picture yourself as a child at the age that, you know, wherever you remember or whenever you remember a moment that you struggled with as a child, I want you to go back to that moment and take yourself through that experience again and go up to that version of you, that that version of you at that age and give yourself a hug. And I know it sounds silly and it took me a while to like wrap my mind around this, but really like what that, that moment needed was just someone to hug you and tell you that you're okay or else you wouldn't be having these traumatic feelings around it. Typically when we have moments that stick in our mind from our childhood, it's because we needed comfort and it wasn't readily available to us. And when we go back to that moment and really reparent ourselves through it and we, you know, tell our younger self that it's going to be okay, we're actually moving that stagnant energy and moving that trauma and and letting it go. So it's really powerful. Um, And okay, so tip number three, um, and this one kind of goes hand in hand with inner child healing, but it's a little bit different in my opinion. So I always... As you guys know, I'm sure if you've listened to any of my other podcast episodes, this is a common theme that comes up in a lot of them, is to honor your feelings. And the way to know if you are or you are not honoring your feelings is I want you to take note if you are ever saying things to yourself like you have no right to be sad, you know, you shouldn't feel this way, cheer yourself up, pull yourself out of it, whatever it may be. I've had these feelings, and if you're anything like me, you probably do too. (laughs) So here's the thing about, you know, telling yourself to get over something or telling yourself you have no right to be sad. The moment that we say these things, we're placing our happiness and our self-worth back on the expectations of others. So for example, let's say you are sad about something that your boyfriend or girlfriend said to you. 
and you want to go tell someone about it, but you decide, no, you know what? I really shouldn't be sad about this. I, I should really just pull myself out of it. I'm just going to get over it. And you stuff that feeling down. You stuff that sadness down. You're basically telling yourself that the way that I feel is not valid. And if I go and tell someone else, they're going to be disappointed. Therefore, if they're disappointed in me, my self-worth is going to decrease or I'm not going to be worthy or I'm going to be worthless if someone's disappointed in me. So again, it places your self-worth back on the expectations of others. And it's no longer about you and how to make yourself feel better. You know, we may say again, like, well, if others are disappointed in me, um, I'm not... I'm not going to be worthy, so I'm just going to put on a happy face instead. And what I challenge you to do is when the next time you feel sad and, you know, you really can't pull yourself out of it or you begin to tell yourself to pull yourself out of it, I want you to stop and I want you to say instead, I am sad today about this. I'm choosing to honor these feelings right now and it's okay that I feel this way. I'm still worthy even, even though I am feeling this way right now. And what this does, and and I'm hoping you guys see the difference here, um, what this statement would do, and again, you would just insert whatever emotion you're feeling that day, but the second option is making it about you. It actually makes it about just honoring every single feeling that you have instead of just the positive ones. Like when we choose to sit with our feelings and kind of allow them, it deepens your connection with yourself. And the moment that you choose to invalidate your feelings, you're placing your self-worth on something else. You place it on feeling good 100% of the time. And if you don't feel good 100% of the time every single day, 24-7, you're not worthy. I mean, for me, like I would not want to feel the same emotion of quote unquote feeling good 100% of the time. I'd be so, so bored. So what I challenge you to do is the next time, you know, you may have heard me say when you're feeling a certain way, if you're feeling a quote unquote negative emotion, sit with it and get in the dark with it and just understand it and coddle it because that's what it needs. And I'm telling you, when you do this, it will pass. <laughs> so um, tip number four is to reframe, reframe, reframe. And I've said it a million times, you have to deconstruct before you reconstruct. So you have to get to the root of why you feel a certain way about yourself. Like maybe you don't feel worthy of something. You have to get to the root of why that is. So for example, Let's say that you hold the belief that you won't achieve success and that you're not worthy of success. So what um, Teal Swan says to do in the book is to ask yourself, why would that be bad? And the answer may be, well, because I will be a a failure. And then you ask yourself again, why would that be bad? Because failure means I'm incapable. Okay, why would that be bad? If I'm incapable, I won't find anything or anyone to bring me joy. Okay, why would that be bad? If I don't find anyone or anything, I will be unhappy. So now you can see that that belief is, the core belief is if I don't find anyone or anything, I will be unhappy. And in this situation, this person has placed their worth and happiness on achieving success, which again, we know worth is internal, not external in things or other people. And once you find this core belief, you know, I like to affirm that I am releasing this belief. I will say, I choose to release that or I choose to release the belief that if I don't find anyone or anything, I will be unhappy or that I won't achieve success, whatever it may be. Then after you've done this, after you've affirmed that you're releasing this belief, you have to go and find the proof that this belief is not true. So if it is, you know, if I don't find anyone or anything, I will be unhappy. Begin thinking of times that you have been alone and you've been happy or you've been doing absolutely nothing and you've been happy. You literally have to just convince your mind that 
this belief is no longer in alignment with the life that you want to create in order to let it go. Um, and the next step in this is that you would rebuild the belief. Um, you may see things like I'm happy of regardless of what happens or what I have in my life. My happiness is based on how I feel about myself, not any other external circumstances. And, you know, after you do this, again, your mind needs proof. So you have to go through and, and find ways or think of pieces of evidence about this being true. And our minds do need a lot of proof before it will take on a new belief. So just keep going until you feel that, you know, you've gained enough proof and evidence of this being true. And there's, there's different things that, you know, will come up on your journey to self-worth and self-love. Like I work on this every day and I still have days where I wake up and I'm like, why am I even trying to do this? This is just ridiculous that I'm even trying to build a business. Why am I going after something that's so hard? Or why am I going after this when I don't feel like I even have my own shit together? Um, so it is a, tr a tricky subject and I'm, I'm not going to deny that self-worth is not a tricky subject because it absolutely is. However, all things are in life. I mean, if you really think about it, a lot of things in life are tricky. But the moment that you really decide that you want to feel worthy and love yourself, that is where your journey begins. And it doesn't end. It, again, it's a, it's a work in progress. And like I said earlier, the moment that you reach each new level of self-worth or, you know, you really overcome things that used to really dismantle your self-worth but they no longer do, other things are going to come along to make you question it. And again, this is all a part of the human experience. It's all about really living from your soul's perspective and living in alignment with your soul. Um, and again, like the more you practice this, the easier it's going to become to bounce back after things have tried to derail your self-worth. The tactics have, that I've talked about today have really helped me improve my life. And I know, I hope, I hope, I hope it's going to help some of you, you know, um, just realize that you were put here for a reason. You absolutely have a purpose on this earth. Even if you haven't discovered it yet, you have a purpose. You are worthy of that purpose. You are worthy of every single thing that you want to create. And just realize that there would be absolutely no other reason that you would are here if you weren't worthy of having every single thing that you desire. There just wouldn't be a point. You have the purpose to be here. You have the purpose to live from love and create every single thing that you want to create in your life. So... I love you babes so much and I am so grateful for all of you. Um, I think that we just surpassed 250 downloads on the Blissing Out podcast and it makes me so happy. Um, so thank you so much for tuning in and I'm looking forward to connecting more soon. Go spread your light. Thank you so much for listening to the Blissing Out podcast. If this episode resonated with you, I would love to hear about it. Please leave a review below about something you learned. Hit subscribe. And as always, feel free to follow me on Instagram at blissingoutblog. I look forward to your next time tuning in. Spread light.